0: Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, you do not go to a gunfight with a Nerf gun, and you don't go hunting grizzly bears with a pellet gun, and you don't engage in spiritual warfare thinking that you're smart, thinking that you know stuff, thinking you have power because of what you know to control everything. I'm here to tell you, the devil knows more than you and I, and look at what that got him. It was a debacle, an absolute debacle in the gospel we hear today. Jesus had been up on Mount Tabor, transfigured, trying to strengthen the three apostles. In the meantime, down below where there other disciples. And a man had come up with a son who was possessed and asked him to heal it. And for whatever reason, they weren't able to cast out the demon. Maybe they wanted to show off. Maybe there was pride. After all, they were the inner circle of our Lord. But something happened because earlier... Jesus had sent them out with the power to cast out demons and heal every disease and illness. And they did. But not this time. In fact, we can hear how upset Jesus was. You unbelieving and perverse lot, how long must I endure you? I have been trying to show you who I am through my words and my deeds, have you forgotten about all the loaves that we multiplied with the five that you had and the two fishes, and how many that fed? Have you forgotten about the paralytics, the lame, the blind, the mute, that were healed, the lepers that were cleansed? He had been trying to strengthen them in their faith in who Jesus was to prepare them for His upcoming passion and then to prepare them for the life that was to come after His resurrection. In our own life, do we find ourselves in that same way? We are in the inner circle of the church. We know stuff. And yet we find our lives starting to deteriorate, things around us starting to fall apart. Jesus tells the disciples later on, when they ask, why couldn't we do it? And He says, because this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. It was because of their unbelief that they could not cure the boy. An unbelief is only conquered through prayer and fasting. So the question we have to pose to ourselves is, how is my prayer? Am I just saying words? When I get up in the morning, do I say words? Do I say all the prayers I had set out to say every 31 of the list or whatever you're doing, and when you're done, you've not changed because you rush out the door? I know I've been there, so I can speak. Or when we pray, are we striving to engage the one we're praying to? When we say our prayers, are we taking our time trying to get to know the one in our midst when we're praying? When we read Scripture, are we trying to get to know the one in our midst when we read the Gospels? Jesus had been with them in their midst. He was trying to tell them, you could have done this. I am here with you. And what about our fasting? Are we merely fasting because the church law says to fast? If we, that's all we're doing, we might as well just quit because it's not going to make any effect in our lives. We have to be fasting with purpose, with intent, with the realization that fasting not only helps me in my own personal self-control, but it actually has an effect on others as well. We can fast for others, just as we can pray for others. And we can give alms in the name of others. All these things the fathers have talked about, as well as the the Jews before. Praying with a commitment, with an intent, fasting with intent, will bring about the change will increase the faith within us I was at the pilgrimage this past this weekend beautiful pilgrimage but one thing I've noticed is further fervor is waning in our church fervor is waning When we go for a spirit, when we're trying to strive for spiritual growth, it requires more than just, uh, you know, staying at home, saying our prayers, and coming to church on Sunday. It requires just to go do things. The military, when they're training somebody, training a group of men, they will send them into the extreme places where they need to go so they can learn how to do the work they need to do in that environment. And when in our own spiritual life, Making pilgrimages is part of our training. It should be hard. It should be uncomfortable. It should be difficult. But it should be something that's so important to us that we're going to go. After all, don't we make time and room and space in our own life to do other things? To go on vacations? Is not our spiritual life more important? What's our priorities? Jesus is calling us to a strong faith. And we're not going to have a strong faith unless we do more than the bare minimum. We're called for greatness. We're called for sanctity. After all, we're the sons and daughters of God. And we should be living our life in a manner that reflects that. No, we should not go to a gunfight with a Nerf gun, or go hunting for bear with a pellet gun, or enter into our spiritual life thinking, just because I know stuff, I'm saved. Jesus is telling us clearly that there's more to faith than how much you know, because the devil knows a lot, and he's not saved. Let us spend the time, remaining time of our lives, which really is pretty small, striving to increase our prayer. And not just the number of words we say, but the intent in, in, that we pray them. Coming to know the one whom we are praying to. Having an authentic encounter. Let us fast with purpose, not just because the law says so. Let us have fervor once again for living the fullness and the life of the church that she offers, and then we will go grow in faith. If we're finding that our world is crumbling around us, but we haven't made any changes in our own life, is it any wonder that our prayers, nothing's happening with our prayers? Because our faith isn't even the size of a mustard seed that we could tell a mountain to move. We have to prioritize our lives. We have to start putting away all the extraneous things in our lives that are really of no value. The only thing of value is for us to get to heaven and do those things required. And our Lord has told us everything. And doggone it, He loves us so unconditionally, it's unbelievable. And He puts up with us in a manner that, well, boggles my mind. But He's given us the great treasury of our faith and the means to live out our faith, the means to live out and grow in the faith through our prayer and fasting, through our life in the church. Don't settle. Don't settle for the bare minimum. Aspire to the highest pinnacle we can reach. Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let us strive for that perfection. And we can strive for it in joy and in love. Because we're not alone. He told us He would be with us to the end of time. And if we truly believe that, then nothing can overcome us. We will know that the battle is already won. We just need to remain faithful to Him who came and died for us. To Him who made it possible to have the font, the chrism, and the priest. So that sins and new life may be given through the font. That the Holy Spirit may be poured out in the chrism. By the hands of the, and mouths of the priest. The sacrament may be given to others. Let us live our life with fervor and conviction and with purpose. Blessed is our God always and ever.